Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next. Um, I'm you know this might be a little surprising because I I think this is something that the Chicago Bears are definitely going to target. So maybe I'll leave this up to you for the next pick. But I think number two on the board, and this is a specific position, not even a positional group. I'm going center, baby. Yeah. Um, and look, when we talk about the Chicago Bears struggles offensively last year. We love to key in on Justin Fields. We love to key in on Luke Getze. But Brendan, do you remember the days when our center can't even snap the ball? Um, we had fundamental issues with our process pre-snap, whether it's Lucas Patrick or Cody Whitehair. We could not snap the ball to the quarterback that was playing at times. Um, and I just think that the way that they punted on the position um, the last couple of years, I definitely think it contributed to their own four start to start this year. Um, and I, I think it's something that they need to clean up um, post haste. Um, so if you are Ryan Poles, Brendan, you know, how are you attacking this right now? I mean, if you are if you're pairing the rookie quarterback, are you thinking veteran center, uh, rookie quarterback, rookie center? You don't mind bring back Justin Fields. Give me a veteran. Give me a rookie center. How would you attack this if you're Ryan Poles? I would get a veteran center for sure. And I totally get being the second pick because the Bears don't have a center on the roster right now. Like Whitehair's gone. Patrick's a free agent. And Dan Feeney, who the Bears traded a sixth round pick for, he's gone as well. So uh good, you know, that's 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 a great deal. Um Kramer? the good news is oh uh, you know, okay, yeah, Doug Kramer, I guess technically. He's like their one center and he played in preseason. Great. Um no the good news is there are a ton of free agent centers most of which are actually pretty quality players. Guys like Andre James and Aaron Brewer, both of them had PFF grades in the 70s. Lucas Patrick, for reference, his was 50.5 in 2023, so not great. Um, both players would present a pretty good upgrade. I think Aaron Brewer um, is a ideal fit because of the fact that the Bears hired the Titans assistant offensive line coach and brought him to Chicago. There's familiarity with Nate Davis too. So he's somebody that you have some familiarity on the line playing with somebody you used to play with in the past. And I think having a veteran presence there who is tried and true can definitely help a rookie quarterback and get them acclimated because we maybe not so much now, but in the past, like we probably just said, Oh, you can find a center wherever. They're the ones touching the ball first, and they're the ones that have to get the ball out in a timely manner. Like you said, they have to have accurate snaps. God, remember when Dan Feeney came into the game, he didn't know the cadence and Justin Fields is yelling at him because they're getting delay of games and calling timeouts. Those are crucial plays. Yeah. I mean, really, like you can't just brush those off. So um, other guys we can mention Mason Cole from the Steelers got released. He had a really bad 2023 season, but really good in 2022. Brian Allen, a local product from the Rams, he's kind of injured, but he could be a veteran presence too, coming from a winning program. So there's a lot of guys that uh, the Bears are going to have options to get, and I think they get one of them for sure. Yeah, Evan Brown from the Seahawks because the Waldron connection, obviously, again, though, didn't grade out didn't grade out super well, though. I, I don't think that that fixes the problem. And you're bringing up a really great point when we talk about the quarterback position, um, whether you're a rookie quarterback, whether you're someone that's trying to ascend like Justin Fields or whether you're one of the more higher elite quarterbacks like a Joe Burrow, nothing killed to drive more than pre-snap penalties. Um you know, things that kind of get you off your mark. And for a rookie quarterback to be able to call the protection from a center can be really, really crucial to kind of help usher him in 
um, on some of those pre-snap reads and calls early on in September and October when he's just trying to get his feet under him to hopefully let his skills come to the surface. So I think this is a crucial thing. You know, whatever the Chicago Bears decide to do, I think this is actually a crucial um, acquisition or something that they have to get filled in, whether it is Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, because it will help them out, um, you know, early on in the season and hopefully for years to come. I have a quick question for you before we move on. Do you think, and do you think there's any interest in the Bears bringing back Lucas Patrick as a reserve kind of guard center who can, you know, fill in when needed? Because he does have a leadership presence on that team, and I think he's serviceable. Or do you think that's just completely gone? He's he's out of here for sure. Well, I, I think the money will be right, and I think it'll be there. Um, I think they're going to probably sit and wait as long as they can into the summer. I think just from my perspective, when I get the opportunity to host Believe in Bears with former Bears defensive end Corey Wooten, Corey really believed that a lot of the Lucas Patrick love was tied to Luke Getze. Um, The familiarity there, um, the familiarity with the system, and if someone that can come in lockstep and, and be able to perform and play right away. Um now, look, the performance just wasn't up to snuff as many times as he tried to build up Tyson Bajant, you know what I mean, whenever he was mic'd up. He looked like he was a fantastic teammate. Seems like he's a really good guy. I could see a backup situation. I mean, you want to have someone um, with some depth. You want to have someone that can at least come in and try and play as serviceable as possible. Um, and, you know, Brendan, it reminds me of that old baseball analogy, too, as well, where, you know, you try and you, know, you bring a guy in from the bullpen to start a game and he twirls four or five great sparkling innings for you, but there's a shelf life. You know, these guys can't consistently do it in and out. So maybe in short spurts, Lucas Patrick can be an asset, but over the course of a long season, you don't really want that to be your solution. So I I can buy that. I can wrap my head around that for sure. Um, Again, dude needs to snap the ball. Um, (laughs) It sounds so silly, but it became so fundamental and became a real problem for the Chicago Bears, which was a real, you know, embarrassing endeavor. So I can wrap my head around that. You were up next, my friend. You were on the clock. Uh, Give us the third most important positional need for the Chicago Bears this offseason. All right, I'm going edge rusher. Now I know that the Bears have, yep, they have Monta Sweat on one side. Great trade, great extension. He was well worth the money as well as the trade. Um, on the other side, though, not much. They have Demarcus Walker still under contract. I think he's kind of he's good as kind of that floater who can play inside and outside. He's not like a true edge rusher. He's good on run defense, but they need somebody who can also be a true pass rusher. Um, they tried it with Yannick Ngakwe, didn't work. Uh, I doubt he's back in 2024. Um, but it would be interesting to see if the Bears got somebody both in the draft and free agency um, if they chose to not go wide receiver. Guys like Dallas Turner uh, from Alabama could be an option to play along Montez Sweat. Uh, Jared Verse is a popular name for Florida State, although a lot of people kind of mixed on him. Don't think he has that high of a ceiling. Um, and then, of course, in free agency, there's been ties to guys like Daniil Hunter. Um, AJ Epineza from Buffalo is a name that a lot of people are kind of linking to because Eric Washington is now the defensive coordinator who used to be the defensive line coach in with the Bills. So they need somebody who can play alongside Montez Sweat and rotate in with Demarcus Walker. I think Walker's an okay player. I was a little hesitant to give him the money last year because he only showed that he was a you know pass rushing specialist one year out of his career. Turns out that was a little bit of an um, 
aberration. So yeah, get somebody in free agency. I would love somebody like Hunter, but I can't see them paying two big veterans like that kind of money because um, they just have needs elsewhere. And I think they're going to try to get, uh, they're going to want to get somebody younger to play alongside sweat. I think that's my issue too, as well, where there are going to be some interesting names. We'll see if they get tagged um, in the coming days, especially by the time this runs on Thursday, but that's, you're making your point. You're making my point um, for me where you'd have Montez sweat. uh, Let's say in theory, you sign Jalen Johnson. You're also paying, um, you know, Terrell Edmonds over $17 million. So that'd be four players on your defense making over $17 million annually. I mean, that does sound like the Chicago Bears way. But at the same time, you know, if you are trying to look, in, look into ushering a new era at quarterback or even you're looking to double down on Justin Fields, that just seems a little top-heavy for me for a defense that continues to ascend. Um, and maybe, you know, those final pieces are more likely on the defense excuse me, on the offense than they should be on the defense. We've uh, we've seen, if anyone checks out ESPN, uh, one of the potential fits is yeah, that Jonathan Greener from the Texans, maybe he'd be a cheap solution that can come in, um, wait out the market, see if Jadavian Clowney wants to bring his <laughs> world tour um, over, over to us, Leonard Floyd. There's going to be a lot of guys that yeah. might be able to eat some snaps and play with a younger player, but I'm with you, maybe d- diving into that deep part of the pool. Um, it might be difficult. Um, we we got to go. We got to get two more in here really quick. Um, so I'm gonna throw one at you. Um, I'm gonna say it. I think I think running back is a positional need. Um, now look, there are gonna be some really interesting names out there: Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard. Um, I'm not saying you go top shelf on running back, um, but I'm I feel like. Our running game is solid. I don't feel like our running game is good enough. I think Roshan Johnson is a great plug-and-play player. I think he's good in the pass blocking. Um, I think he's good as a pass blocker um, from the backfield. Um, do I see that extra burst? Um, do I see even like, you know, David Montgomery didn't have top-end speed, but he was able to run people over. I don't necessarily see that from Roshan. Um, Khalil Herbert's a bit of a one-trick pony for my taste. And I don't think Deontay Foreman is coming back. So no matter who's under center for the Chicago Bears, I do think the running game will continue to be an important part of that complimentary football that we're looking for. Whether it's the draft, I want to throw this one at you. If the market dries up and you can get Tony Pollard at a good price, does that intrigue you for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Tony Pollard was much better in kind of that committee situation with Ezekiel Elliott. I think as a featured back, you're not really expecting much greatness because of what happened last year. But if you're rotating him with Roshan Johnson and he's kind of that home run hitter while Johnson is that that solid pass catching or you know pass blocking back who could run between the tackles. Um, that's pro- that's a really good fit. And it's interesting because as we're taping this on Monday, it came out that none of the big free agent running backs, guys like Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, like they're not getting franchise tagged. Um, so like, like you said, they're all hitting the market. Um, I, I think there's, there are, is going to be somebody who has had experience. Who's, who's proved it maybe like a year or two ago. Um, that can come in and then be that like rotating second back along with Roshan and Khalil Herbert. Um, the bears just need to get a good rhythm going. I think mm-hmm. when they had all three running backs, 
it just didn't work out. But when one of them got hurt, <laughs> like it's sad to say, they found themselves into a rhythm. Like Deontay Foreman started to pick it up along with Roshan Johnson. Then when he gets hurt, Khalil Herbert and Roshan start getting going. But when all three are in there, they're rotating. It's not as effective because all three have different style, running styles. So I think if you do get somebody like Pollard and it, I think it'd be great to have somebody like Saquon Barkley too, just because I think he still has a lot left in the tank. Um, you know, you could do some damage with that. And like we talked about with the center being helpful for rookie quarterback, a great ground game is also really helpful for a rookie quarterback, being able to run the ball, establish that and keep the chains moving. takes a lot of pressure off throwing the ball. And to be very fair, um, for those that really want a pound in the table for Caleb Williams to be the Chicago Bears quarterback next year, of all of the teams out there that could probably stomach paying a running back seven, eight, nine million dollars a year for at least two years, it's probably a team with a rookie quarterback. Um, and you want to try and give as much um, complimentary pieces and a lot of different looks for a defense to take uh, to take an eye on um, that don't involve necessarily keeping their eyes always on Caleb Williams. So it's just something to think about. And I just think that the running game does need to get better, whether it is Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, or quarterback uh, quarterback C. You know, you never know. Um, <laughs> let's get out of here. Do you have any more position positional needs out there? We've kind of covered uh, some pretty good ground, but uh, anything else on the board? Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't go with this one. Safety. I know, but <laughs> the, the, my, my thing on this, and then I'm going to let you go, is that one, um, I do think, you know, is there a world? I don't think Eddie Jackson's coming back. I know that there's been a couple of rumors of could you move Terrell Smith over to play safety. I do think that there are going to be some guys that can come in and play serviceable football at a pretty um, at a pretty easy price, and they could always go for the draft. But I, I'm with you. Please go ahead. Um, it is going to be important because Eddie Jackson, when healthy, that defense looked completely different with him out there. Yeah, especially the last two years, I think he got a lot of undeserved hate. Now, he was pretty terrible in 2021 and uh, 2020, but you know his biggest attribute was his veteran leadership. He brought along Jaquan Brisker. And look, for, for the most part, because I know he was injured in 2022 and a little bit this year, but you could at least rely on him to be there for the most part. Remember the rotating cast of safeties that the bears have had, like going from Mike Brown until Eddie Jackson, like we don't want to get into that situation again. And right now your safeties are Jaquan Brisker and then Elijah Hicks. And as much as I want Elijah Hicks to flash, I loved him coming out of college. The dude sucks. <laughs> so I don't I don't trust him to be that starting safety. And you just don't want to get into a situation where, God, I remember, I think it was the 2021 season um, where the Bears had like no corners besides Jalen Johnson. And you're like, is this really the team that we're fielding? And then they got torched by the Rams on week one. Um, you don't want to end up in a situation where you're starting somebody because you think you can rely on your front seven to get it done. And then it turns out you're, you have a complete liability in the backfield. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to sign somebody. I know there's some interesting free agents like Geno Stone coming over from the Ravens, um, somebody coming over from a solid defense like that would be interesting. Um, you could probably find somebody in the middle rounds. I haven't done you know enough digging to see who might be available there, but you got to get somebody. So I, I think the fact that they don't have a starting safety right now um, is not concerning, but it's notable in terms of where the position needs are. Yeah, the only reason why I didn't uh, select it in this uh, in this positional draft is because I just think the Chicago Bears are going to have to get creative there. 
Um, okay. You know, they, they have a lot of money allocated uh, to a lot of different parts in the defense, and they're going to have to do something about the offense. So I just kind of see them, you know, they're going to have to, you know, really dig, dig into the tape and try and either find a veteran that really fits into the scheme that can come in on a short term and play. Do they have someone in house that they can rotate out? Or like you said, do they draft somebody and try and make that a developmental piece? Um, because uh, for the most part, to their credit, outside of maybe some pieces, uh, some depth in the defensive line, that secondary is pretty locked in. Um, and we should feel really confident about that as Bears fans moving into next year. So if they get creative and bring someone in, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm landing on that a little bit. Um, Brendan Chagru, man, so great. Thank you so much for coming on to Sports Talk Chicago. Um, such a pleasure, man. Um, please throw out your Twitter handle and please let the good people that are listening and watching right now um, let them give them an idea of how they can check out and follow your work over the next couple of months, because, uh, you think, uh, Peter King threw a chaos bomb out there on his way out and Monday morning quarterback, there's more chaos coming for the Chicago bears. Yes, there is. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Chagru. That's S U G R U E. Make sure you check out my work as well as all of our staff writers at bears wire at bearswire.com. There's daily articles, tons of them going up and we'll keep it covered on the latest news and happenings around the NFL with the bears. Uh, and then our podcast, the bear down Chicago podcast, we usually record every Sunday night, kind of taking a little bit of a break for the off season, but we're going to be back pretty soon once the news starts coming. So make sure you check us out on Sunday nights on, on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. But um, Joey, like I said, all I've always said to you, like, I really enjoy talking bears with you, man. Um, appreciate you having me on and uh, let's hope this is a great off season for us. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just can't wait to text you uh, on draft night or, or as the news uh, goes back and forth throughout the entire off season. You do great work, Brendan. Uh, such a pleasure having you on. Thank you so very much, man. That's going to wrap it up here on Sports Talk Chicago. I want to thank Brendan Chagru for coming on and being so generous with his time. I love his perspectives. I want to give a special shout out to our producer, John Meadows, behind the controls, making this happen, making us look so beautiful. Great job. Once again, John, it's a pleasure to work with you. John Zaglul, please feel better. Speedy recovery, my friend. I am enjoying filling in for you, but obviously I think the good people at Sports Talk Chicago can't wait to have you back behind the microphone. I want to thank all of our wonderful affiliates that uh, broadcast out Sports Talk Chicago, 98.3 The Life, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV, Jed TV, WJOB, Cities 92.9, Talk FM, and our newest one, 101.1, Peora Sports Radio. Thank you for checking us out on YouTube. Comment and question below. I'm Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. I think I'm coming back for one more week. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting Sports Talk Chicago. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other, and we will see you next week.